for many Christians, we think, well, I've been saved. Jesus came into my life and now I'm healed. And that's wonderful, right? And the next day you get up and you still got those thoughts going through your head about what happened to you in your childhood. And you take a look at the world and you're angry with the world. And this should be like this and that should be like this when we're not accepting things as they really are. Welcome to the Health Quest Podcast, your guide to God's will for your health. Hi, my name is Dr. Sal, and I've been a practicing doctor and surgeon for well over 30 years. And my goal for each episode is that you'll be able to have your mind transformed to God's design for your health and hopefully affect the way you eat and live. If you're new here, we release an episode every week. And if you enjoy the content, would you leave us a review? It really helps our ratings and allows us to show and reach more people in turn so that we can help them. And we really appreciate your support. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about why people can't heal. So let's dive right into today's health quest. Uh, I just want to review our last podcasts. We talked about um, how thoughts have a measurable effect on the body. And we also described the anatomy of the neurologic system and how neural net networks are uh, developed. This is how we eventually learn and memorize forming these neural networks. We also talked about thoughts from bad experiences and how they affect our body they, by playing over and over and over again as broken records. And these become our emotional addictions and hidden pain. And of course, this is happening subconsciously. The problem is, is that we identify ourselves with these past mistakes and or some of the future anxieties by worrying about things that haven't yet come. And this we think of as being one. In other words, we think that our thoughts are who we really are. So we really wrongfully think that we are um, this hidden pain or this false self and what we call the ego. We create a reality by thinking and dwelling on it. We give it life by giving it attention. And the ancient solution that was taught by Jesus Christ, who gave us the power of choice, was to focus our attention on something better. And that's what gives us freedom, not to identify with our false self and the ego. So today, we're gonna be talking about why people can't heal. Now, humans fell from the state of grace, and that really, we fell into the realm of time and mind. As you can recall from our last podcast about children, they have no uh, sense of time or space, and they don't place judgment or have any opinions, so they're not thinking in that manner. But we've lost our awareness of God's presence within. That split in the psyche that happened in the Garden of Eden, we have our upper and lower levels of thinking or our mind, which I call upper consciousness and lower consciousness. Now, pain is inevitable, when we identify with our minds and our thoughts, our past and future thoughts, uh, our past thoughts that um, we may have experienced that we continuously review over and over and over again, solidifying those neural networks or the future of something that hasn't happened. And this is what we call spiritually or being spiritually unconscious. Uh, it's self-created uh, when the unobserved mind runs your life. And the reason for this is because pain is truly a form of non-acceptance. 
unconscious resistance to what truly is. We basically are not accepting things as they are. For example, let's state this. Um, someone is speeding down the expressway and you go off and you start shaking your fist at them saying, well, they shouldn't be speeding. Well, it's happening. That's what truly is. That person is speeding. But do you understand why they may be speeding? Hey, uh, it could be a guy that's running to the hospital because his wife just called him and said, hey, your mom's in a hospital having a heart attack. Or little Johnny fell from the, uh, from the ladder and banged his head and I had to take him to the hospital. I'm here. And he's probably rushing over there to get to the hospital. And if it's for any other reason, it's not for us to say. The objective is this. Uh, you see something, but don't react to it because it is what it is. Just remember when Christ was taking a beating, he just accepted it as, as it is. He still didn't place judgment and they were doing some harmful things to him. You can't change the outer events, but you can stop reacting to them. Remember Jesus during the scourge when they were beating him. So resistance arises when you decide to rebel against this habitual negative thinking. And so the level of thought um, in, in the form of uh, judgment. And at the emotional level, we have these negative attitudes. So th this is where we uh, start to resist any changes of us trying to improve the way we think and the way we feel. This is the spiritual and consciousness that we were talking about. And there are these internal forces that are uh, that have developed through our childhood to form these neural networks. Uh, and they were constructed as a result of us seeing or experiencing them and being repeated by seeing it over and over and over again. So today, let's talk about the external forces that are affecting us as adults. And we know the society is getting worse. We see it. And let me just give you an interesting statistic. Um, you know, uh, in regards to the pharmaceutical drug use in the United States, we are 5%, ladies and gentlemen. The United States is 5% of the world's population. We are taking 85% of the world's pharmaceutical drugs. Now, that's pharmaceutical medications. We are taking 85% of the world's pharmaceutical medications, and that's not including the street drugs that are out there. Although, the street drugs are pretty much compatible with the pharmaceutical drugs. And so what are we taking them for? Well, for fear and anxiety. We uh, have sleep disorders. We have attention deficit disorder, depression. Uh, and, and, and the list goes on and on and on. And so what's, what's really happening here? So let's ask the question, what is going on? And Carolyn Mace, um, the author of uh, award-winning book, um, The Anatomy of the Spirit, talks about and she uses the term woundology and so if we go back go back historically uh, up until the 1960s our basic physical and emotional needs somehow were met um, when our fathers were going to work and they had a job and were bringing home the paycheck and of course mom was working at home and she was cooking and um, we felt that hey as long as uh, the physical needs were met, so were your, uh, uh, your emotional needs. You know, but mom and dad could have said things to you that were, that were hurtful. And they may have repeated these things over and over again. We talked about that in our last podcast about being like children. But if you keep getting exposed to these things over and over again as a child, we start to develop these neural networks. That's what causes our negative thinking, developing our negative attitudes. So 
the idea of working through some kind of emotional trauma therapeutically was still unfamiliar. And so you never talked much about that because any kind of mental stress was viewed as some kind of mental illness. So seeing a psychiatrist or a therapist or a psychologist, people would think, okay, he's mentally ill. He's got a mental problem. And I want you to think back during World War One. Now we know in the United States about how bad World War Two was, but let's go back even a hundred years ago um, during World War One. I. I mean, intravenous uh, infusions were just starting to come out. We had the Spanish flu. We had well over 100 million people that died from the Spanish. So we were coming out of a war, and people were coming out of it uh, deformed um, because of these injuries of the war, and then coming back into society, nobody wanted them. Um, the, the mental stress that people went through as a result of that, and then the idea that after this war and hundreds of thousands of people were killed, all of a sudden the world is inflicted, particularly Europe and Asia, with the Spanish flu, which ended up killing well over 100 million people. So psychologically, how did this impact us? And then take into consideration incest and rape. And so going in and trying to discover the fears of these deeper recesses of the mind and heart were really not examined. So you can understand how Jesus comes into this whole picture because even this kind of thinking took place even during his time during the Roman Empire. Uh, if you were born with some kind of deformity, people thought that you had the evil spirits that affected you. So Christ came in and he forgave them of their sins because it, it started to affect the way they thought, which made them think worse of themselves and have a lower self esteem of, about themselves. And then the therapeutic age came in right around the 1960s. So it gave birth to this new concept of this new dimension of thought. And now we're back then, we didn't want to talk about it and we internalized these, these pains which affected our health. Now speaking was a requirement for healing and that, that was a good thing. And by the 1990s, this morphed into something even bigger. And this occurred during the uh, Sopranos HBO series where Tony Soprano was seeing a therapist. And, you know, people would think, well, if this tough guy can go see a therapist, I guess it's okay for me to do that. And that actress who played the therapist became very popular in the world of psychiatry and psychology. She was invited to a number of conferences and academy meetings to give talks. And she wasn't even a psychiatrist, um, at least uh, a certified one, but she played that in, the, in that role in the, um, in the program. So it gave people a sense that, hey, it's okay for um, me to go see a therapist. And so we, we identified one of the keys is that the psyche holds the key to physical healing. Um, that inner power, that life force, the Holy Spirit, God working through us and through our minds and through our attitudes, through our emotions, through our feelings. We discovered that it contains the energy or the fuel needed to reorder our biochemistry and in, uh, our ability to uh, rebuild our bodies. Um, Luke chapter 4 and in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, man does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what, what, what does Jesus mean by that, right? For many Christians, we think, well, I've been saved, Jesus came into my life, and now I'm healed. And that's wonderful, right? And the next day, you get up, 
and you still got those thoughts going through your head about what happened to you in your childhood and you take a look at the world and you're angry with the world and this should be like this and that should be like this when we're not accepting things as they really are. And what we're seeing today in, in more modern times, as you could call from the last um, podcast, we were talking about what happens to us as children. So when we get exposed to this, all this negativity that we're still thinking of that we haven't gotten rid of, all this garbage that we have to get rid of, you have to realize that, that salvation comes on a moment-to-moment basis. That's where you have to catch yourself because those thoughts of negativity eventually have an impact over time on our body. And that's what causes these ailments, this, these illnesses. And then and particularly with obesity, uh, we, we start turning to food, which we become addicted to. And of course, it's comfort food, right? It's always comfort food. But what are we seeing going on now as adults? Well, now we're starting to see these support groups and which once was kept confidential with the therapists and it was only between a therapist and the individual. So you could work on it by yourself. You go to a support group and what does that do? You meet other people with these problems. You find a relationship with somebody. You start getting back and doing the, the old habits that you had before. And it, eventually you feel like, oh, I found myself a girlfriend and she's my soulmate because she understands. Afterwards, you find out that one of you say, I had enough of this. I don't want to think negative because I'm just going back and I'm backsliding into my old ways, you heal, you move forward, the other person gets left behind, and so it it, it poses a threat to that relationship. Drive in your car, go down the highways, and what do you see? All these law firms uh, uh, advertising, oh, have you been injured? We can make money for you. So uh, you see these commercials on TV all day long. Have you been injured? Oh, here, call this law firm. We could do this for you. I just took a road trip, and I was traveling through St. Louis and Indianapolis, Omaha, northern Texas, Nevada, and all of these states. Everywhere you go, you've got billboards with law firms talking about have you been injured. What's the moral of that? Well, um, your wounds are a way to profit. So the key is, is stay wounded, stay angry, and we can make money for you. And so healing doesn't earn anything, so let that go. And then you got these harassment policies. Right now, I'm not saying that the, you know we need some, some form of policies to keep people in line and checked, but really that should have been taught in the home. Because what ends up happening is, is you set these harassment policies and now somebody with underlying issues gets upset because they feel slighted at work because their boss got upset that they weren't doing their job. Oh, fine. They retaliate by reporting them and saying that he sexually abused them when there was nothing of the kind that truly that happened. Understand that as adults, we're starting to get exposed to uh, the, a world that's telling us to be sick and it's okay to be sick uh, because we can fight for you and we can make money for you. In the meantime, Um, we're telling people that they need to take medications. And so we're on drugs, 5% of the world's population taking 85% of the pharmaceutical drugs. Um, And if you're not doing those, then you're doing some kind of street drug. I want to go off and and basically say that in in the last two podcasts, we're seeing what happens to us uh, as children and what's happening to us now. Um, And we lost our our awareness of God's presence. Uh, when we split the psyche, 
we're focusing too much on the negative uh, thoughts and the negative emotions and the bad attitudes. And this is starting to wreak havoc on our, on our bodies. Uh, it, it, it's leading us to eat foods that we shouldn't be eating. Uh, it's all of this is just completely unnecessary. And we formed these unconscious resistance in the form of judgment and negative attitudes. And at this point, um, all of this has gone beyond their bounds. I'm basically saying that the way to health is to turn to God's word, which is his philosophy, his ideas, his thoughts. Live through them. Focus on them. Be conscious every time you start thinking negative thoughts. Eliminate them. Forgive them. Let them go. And focus on God's word. Pursue your purpose in life. Get on a healthy uh, exercise program and a good dietary program. And we're going to be talking about these in, in future podcasts yet to come. But in the meantime, this is our way to good health. And so that's the end of our episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you got something from it. If you did, please leave us a good review. And with that, I want to say join us next time for our next episode. In the meantime, have a wonderful day and God bless.